Dr. Randy. My name is Patty. And my best advice to new parents is to be a role model. Your children are continually watching everything you say and everything you do. So what you want them to do, you model in yourself. Thanks for a great program and have a blessed day. We are, and thank you, Tammy, for that uh, great setup for the show today. Dr. Randy here along with Stephen and Jennifer and the rest of the team. And over the years, we've often stopped and said, hey, let's do a show really talking about what would you tell a younger self? In this case, if you could talk to a younger self as a parent, maybe you're a grandparent now, and you could go back and, and tell yourself one thing or tell a young parent coming up behind you one thing, what would that one thing be? Love to have you share with us on our storyline at 888 We have callers all ready to go. Some beautiful calls that we're going to be sharing with you here in uh, just a minute or two. But uh, we welcome your comment, your story, so we can uh, get that set for a future show. Just uh, call 888 You know, we all influence each other. You know, influence is nothing more than having an impact on a person. And we do that as parents. It's not just leaders. You are a leader. If you're a parent, you're a leader. If you're a grandparent, you're a leader. You have impact and influence on the life of your children and your grandchildren. So you can't get away from it. You can't get around it. can't get over it. (laughs) It's there right in front of you. And so today, as we hear these stories, if you're a young parent, you're going to get some help. Listen carefully. Learn from those who've been down the road a little bit uh, because what they share with you you will find, if you listen, to be helpful for you. All right, what would you tell a younger self? Let's get started with Dinesh in Arizona. Welcome to the program. Hi. Appreciate your call. What's the one thing you would tell your younger self about parenting? To trust God's word and my gut instincts when making decisions. Hmm. Did you kind of uh, go in different directions and you, when you look back and think, I knew I should have done that or I should have followed God's plan and I didn't do it? Yes, when when raising teenagers with any any kid, you have that emotional connection, and when they're so emotionally distraught because their friend's allowed to do this or their friend has this phone or whatever, and you know that social media or too much screen time is not good for them, but they're you know they're emotionally so caught up in what's not fair and what they don't have, and you you just feel bad and you hurt for them because you know they don't understand, and you give in or you go lax on your rules or what you really feel is best for them because you don't want to see them hurting or they just wear you down. Looking back, there's times that I realize had I held out, had I stayed stronger, maybe my child wouldn't have gone through the agony that they went through had I just stuck to my guns. Mm, Yeah, well, I I think you're right, Denise. Just don't beat yourself up. There's not one of us uh, from parenting... Uh, teachers to parents <laughs> that don't look back and say, well, what if, and I could have, and and uh, we can live in that regret. But you're right, being consistent, following through, we call it sticking to your guns. In other words, when you make a decision, you know, set some boundaries, do it lovingly, and then hold your kids accountable in the process. All right, uh, let's go to Richard, also in Arizona. Welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. What's your one thing if you were talking to a younger parent? My one thing is to develop an, a spirit of I don't care about this issue right now. And the reason you don't care about this issue right now is because it's not going to matter in a week, a month, six months, a year. And why get mad or upset about it right now? So you would, are you, is this something you experience? In other words, you, you get a hijacked emotion, that kind of a thing? It was a thing that I experienced. 
and somebody shared it with me while my kids were still teenagers. Yeah. And I uh, just sort of, well, I don't care about this, and you know. Yeah. And then it became uh, just a thing with me that uh, I didn't care about those little issues. Yeah, the things that I, you, the, I cared about. You cared about before. your kids, but you didn't care about making it such a big deal for yourself at that moment. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's a good idea because we're part of it. We're picking our battles uh, pretty carefully in the process. This is a parent talk. If you just joined us and we're just asking the question, hey, you know, what one piece of advice would you give to a rookie parent? I've raised five boys, twins that are 25, and I have a 31-year-old, and I'm currently raising my daughters. They're the last ones left behind, and one of them 16, one of them is 10. The one thing I could recommend to rookie parents, grandparents, or whomever is raising children, pray the word over your children. For whatever reason they're with you, if you've adopted them or whatever, because the word is the truth, and you pray that over them. And I've done that for years over all of my children, and I've watched them grow spiritually I've prayed for the hunger of the Lord to be inside of them. And if they are Christ-centered and grow up Christ-centered, they may make some mistakes and bump their head along the way, but they will make it back to what you have prayed over them. So that is the one most precious thing I could tell anybody, is pray the Word over your children and take them to church Mm. consistently, not hit and miss, consistently. That's good. Thank you, Charlene. Uh, from Florida, uh, with some good advice. You know, I was thinking, you're getting this on the radio wherever you are, free. <laughs> I mean, this is priceless stuff. Uh, real people, parents who've been down the trail, sometimes grandparents looking back to say, hey, if I could do it all over again, what's one thing that uh, you do differently? If I would change um, raising my grandchildren a different way, I don't mean raising, but participating in their lives, I would laugh more. I would simply laugh more, not worry so much, just be there to put smiles on their faces other than buying them things. I thought smiles were buying things and making them happy. Laughing would have been the best thing, and I always taught the gospel, but that sometimes was serious, and I would just laugh more and have more fun with the grandchildren. Also, my daughters, um, as they were growing up, I was always very serious. Now that I'm old, I'm not so serious. I can giggle and laugh and see the funny side of things instead of worry. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And I want to thank those of you 
so many wonderful people, men and women, uh, singles, young and old, uh, businesses, people from all across the United States who get the vision for a global outreach of intentional living and your financial support allows us to do this. We don't borrow money to operate. Everything that comes in goes back into allowing us to continue with this ministry as part of Family Life Communications. And so I thank you earnestly from the bottom of my heart for the faithfulness in your prayers. And those of you who are giving, many of you on the auto giving program for letting that continue, we thank you. Whatever the size is, whatever you're doing, we thank you in advance. And I would say, if you're not a member, come and be a part of this. Be a part of something that's making a difference in the world, this message. And uh, to say thanks, as Kurt mentioned, you'll start receiving our teaching this month. It's on the topic of intentional living when you're feeling sick and tired. Next month, it's going to be a discussion on threat levels. We have high threat levels in the world. What about your own family? What are some of the threats to your family? And what's a biblical approach for dealing with threats? I'm going to give you something that'll make a difference in your marriage and your family and your finance. That's coming up uh, in March. And then also the book, God Hears and Answers Prayer, as a way of saying thanks for joining us. And for those of you who can share a single gift, maybe you're giving above and beyond. We appreciate it. It's such a help to help us catch up just a little bit. Again, you can do that by calling during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, or go to theintentionallife.com. And uh, thank you for your support for Intentional Living. How do you overcome the hijacked emotion of fear in your life? I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Three things. First of all, power. It's not our power. It's not the world's power. The power that comes from the Holy Spirit. If you know Christ and He's in your life, so is the Holy Spirit. Second, about love. Love is a decision that we make. Are we going to take the love of Christ and let it flow through us, as the Scripture says, into the lives of others? And a sound mind is a daily decision in a chaotic and noisy world. So how have you overcome the hijacked emotion of fear in your life? What are some things that have worked for you? Share with me and others on our Facebook page today what you're learning about being intentional with overcoming fear. To get our daily video, sign up at theintentionallife.com slash minute. And boy, it's growing. Lots of people joining. We'd love to have you uh, subscribe. Sign up today, theintentionallife.com slash minute. Send you the the video minute every day, Monday through Friday. Today, we're t- it's a parent talk and really asking the question, uh, if we're to learn from one another, if the olders are supposed to be teaching the youngers, what is it those of us who've been through parenting, maybe look in the rearview mirror, would share with young parents coming up uh, behind us? Or what would we do over if we could go back and, and start over as parents, uh, helping each other to be intentional? You can share your comments on our comment line, 888-888-1717. All right, Lynn in New Mexico, welcome to the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. What would you tell a younger Lynn about parenting? That to always apologize when I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. because it helps the child learn how to be accountable for themselves, and also it's okay to be wrong. Was that hard for you when the kids were younger? Oh, yes, because I was raised as, uh, do it because I say, and I'm always right, and even if they weren't right, so yes, it, it it was a learning curve for me, but it's helped so much. Yeah. Are your kids raised now? Or are they still at home? Or 
They are raised, but I am raising my granddaughter, so mm. I get to. I am blessed to be able to do it again. Yeah, yeah. The second time around, we learned some lessons from the first time, don't we? Well, that's a good, good lesson, Lynn. So, it, again, uh, always having to be right. Again, the idea is to be the right parent more than being right. Correct, correct. And I loved that how it just kind of automatically God just piggybacked on that so thank you mm, you're welcome thank you lynn for sharing that from new mexico it just it just hit me uh if beyond what you're hearing today you want to read some things you want to get get some real handle on raising a responsible adult you can check it out at our website at theintentionallife.com all right uh let's go to daniel in arizona what what would daniel what would you tell a younger self about parenting um, well, I would actually tell younger parents, not really myself, because I felt like I did a pretty decent job with my son. Um, and what, like, what I did was it's, it's a two step into one thing. The first part is always spending time with the child, yeah. always being there, always, you know, playing when the kitty wants to play. And that goes hand in hand with the patience because when a you know, when a child is screaming or, you know, upset, we tend to be more impatient than like, oh, what does this child want? And instead, we need to be like, okay, so let's figure it out here. Okay, you're probably hungry, so let's get you some food or a nap or changing or something like that. And like the first thing like we did, we actually started teaching my son sign language wow. along with English. And we were signing to him he knew how to speak in sign language much much sooner than english yeah but i know some parents do that it's interesting i've seen that done yeah he, like he could he could tell us he was tired or he was hungry or he needed yeah. to drink you know pretty much everything it was pretty amazing yeah. and you know we continue with that and up until about the age of four he was learning english sign language japanese spanish and italian Wow, do you have, is this an only child? Um, I have a second child. Uh-huh. My, his mother, it's our only child, yeah. Yeah, the reason <laughs> I ask is because, I mean, you could see you really invested into this young man. How old is he now? He is six. Six years old. Wow, so your one thing, it sounds like, is just really investing into their life and time. Um, have you found because of the, because sometimes only children which, by the way, the only children grow up to get along really well with adults because they're around adults and they're around parents like, like yourself who are really investing into them. Um, h- how is he responding as he's getting older? Is he, is he demanding more of your time, or, or is, he, is he pretty good in that balance? He's pretty good in the balance because, like, you know, I think you had said it also, is like, you know, having the child make their own choices and living with the consequences. Yeah. Like, I, my father was always like, oh, don't, you know, like, well, sorry, my mom was like, don't put the fork in the toaster. My dad was like, wait, 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 just watch. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a bad idea, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm with your mom on that one. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, they learned from experiencing. Like, when he always used to, he still does, loves to help me bake and cook. Wow. Like he'll get up there, he'll use his knife, and he'll start chopping stuff up, and he'll throw it in a pan and stir it, and all of this. But you know, Daniel, we got parents listening who have four kids and they're thinking, come on, Daniel, I can't do that. I got four <laughs> kids. <laughs> um, well, I would, like, personally, what I would do would be like, I would hope that I would still have the same energy. Now, granted, 
I don't know if I would, and I don't want to try to put myself <laughs> in their parents' position and say that, oh, you have all the energy in the world because I don't have four kids. <laughs> but I would like to always engage my child or children into doing things that I like or being interested in the things that they want to do as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things we've taught over the years, Daniel, is don't do for your children things that they can do for themselves because when we do, we weaken them. And so we want our kids to be able to grow up and be responsible. And it's a process. That's why I was referencing one of our resources on raising a responsible adult. It's it's doable and it can be a challenge. And so we want to be realistic, living intentionally, means having realistic expectations. It's a parent talk today. What would you tell a younger self if you're a parent, if, if you could go back, or what would you say to a younger parent coming up about being intentional as a parent? So maybe for you, what one thing really worked for you as a parent? Hi, Dr. Randy. My name is Gerilyn from Sterling Heights, Michigan, and I was calling to tell you what went right in my raising my children. I wasn't the perfect parent, not by any stretch of the imagination, but my children were not perfect children either. And you wouldn't know that today because we have a really great relationship. And the reason we do, though, is because we learned to forgive each other. We chose to do that. I modeled that to them, and I taught that to them. I can still remember my oldest daughter. I can tell you exactly where we were, but we were having a conversation. She was so angry with me, and I said to her, you know what? I understand it. I know. You're right. You will You will not make the same mistakes that I've made as a parent. I get that. But you're going to make your own. And I hope that your children are more forgiving than you are toward me. And it just became this turning point where we realized that mistakes are part of relationship. And we learn to forgive each other. And so I'd like to tell any parent out there who's going through some frustrating times with their teenager or they're hurting, just having hard relationships right now, I would just say, Learn to forgive, teach forgiveness, model forgiveness is what will change your relationship. And uh, thank you for the ministry that you have. So we know the certainty of death, the uncertainty of when and how, but the certainty that Jesus is preparing a place for us. And Paul is sharing with the people of Corinth, reminding them of, and for us today, if we're sick and tired, that we have a home in heaven, someday we're gonna be with him. That's an excerpt from the teaching, Intentional Living When You're Feeling Sick and Tired. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Apostle Paul reminds us that there's a home being prepared for us in heaven. We see that in John 14. And it's a great encouragement, this lesson this month, to bring us back to the reality of life and the brevity of life, but the value and the importance of uh, this relationship we have with Christ and our hope for eternity. And by the way, those of you who've been joining in support of the ministry today over the last few days or during this month, we've been sending that out to you all by email, both the video and audio teaching of intentional living when you're sick and tired. But also we have a bonus gift for you when you join in support as a monthly member today. And it's God Hears and Answers Prayer, something that will be an encouragement to you with a special added value to say thank you for your support. So just give us a call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, or go to theintentionallife.com, and thank you for your support. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. 
Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. As we talk about intentional living and breathing life into good intentions, here's what I believe. Um, I believe that your intentions are good for your kids. And we all have raised our kids generally with having good intentions. We look back, we realize that we failed. I mean, we're human. And so one of the reasons we're doing the show here today is to try to help people who are struggling, young parents getting into parenting right now and they're working on it, to help them breathe some life into some of their good intentions, to encourage them. That's really what we're talking about today. So back to the call, Sonny in Michigan. I appreciate your call. What's your advice for a younger parent? If you've been divorced, never talk negatively about your spouse, former spouse in front of your children. Mm, that's a killer, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's a tendency, there's, a, there's always a tendency to want to do that because there could be anger and, you know, revenge or whatever associated with it. Let me just ask mm-hmm. you carefully, was that something that you faced? My father died when I was eight years old. My mother remarried when I was 10, and I had a stepbrother that was about two months younger than me. Mm. And he told me one time when we were about 14 that he didn't like, that that was probably the biggest thing that bothered him was his mother and his father talking negatively about each other. Yeah. Several years later, I went through a divorce and I got custody of my daughter who was 13 months old when I got custody of her. And I always remembered that. And I'm sure I didn't do a perfect job my daughter is 42 years old now, and I still will refuse to talk negatively about my ex-wife in front of my daughter. Well, listen, I'm going to give you the applause uh, for the day, Sonny. You, you did it right. Uh, and that is a killer, and it's selfish, and you feel better for a moment, but uh, you dump all that poison on your kids, don't you, in the process. Uh, what would you tell a younger parent? CC? what's your advice for a younger parent today? So my young, my advice is when your child comes home from school and tells you that a classmate or someone else got in trouble or something that happened at school, as a parent, don't repeat that to, to anyone else. I feel like I had a friend that everything her son would come tell her, she would call everyone and tell, and, and she, it, it was just so bad for the kid. Oh, that it is. And now with social media, it can even be worse. It, it just, it's just, if your kid comes home and tells you something or whatever happened at school, someone got in trouble, just keep that in the family or keep it close. Don't repeat it because I feel like yeah. it, it hurts your child eventually. Good, good advice. Thank you, Cece. Appreciate your call. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, thank you. And again, you know, Cece, just to add on to that, I think it's... Uh, Sometimes when the kids bring up something like that, that's negative, and you just say, man, we need to be praying for them, don't we? Teach your kids to have empathy and love and, and pray for those uh, that, that have a need. If you just turned the radio on, this is the Intentional Living Center breathing life into the good intentions of parenting, helping you in the process. And one of the things that we, we know is not just telling you how to do it, but letting you hear the stories of people who've done it. And looking back and say, I'd do it differently if I could. And hopefully we can learn from those uh, who, who are doing so. So the question really today is, what's one piece of advice would you give to another parent today? 
Hi, Dr. Randy. This is Judy from Michigan, and I wanted to share what I learned from you about uh, natural consequences. When my son Kevin was about five or six, he told me a lie, and I tried to tell him the difference between the truth and a lie, and about 20 minutes later, he said, well, I want to go over to John's house, and I said, well, Kevin, I don't know if you're telling me the truth or you're lying. So I think you better stay home. And I did that to him all day long. He had to stay home that day. And I didn't believe anything he said. And by the end of the day, it was driving him crazy. (laughs) But he learned the difference between telling the truth and lying. About a year later, he told me a lie again. And so I did this for two days. And it was natural consequences, which I learned from you back when he was little. And I want to thank you for that. It really helped raising my son and my daughter. Mm, you know what? That'd be fun to be able to talk to your adult son now and find out if he remembers that. I bet he does. Uh, you made a point. We talk about natural and logical consequences. We write about that in Raising Responsible adult, Adults. And when you do that, it, uh, it can make a big difference. This is a lot of fun today. Very practical stuff on how to raise a responsible adult as we're sharing from those who look back and say, hey, here's what I'd do different. Yes, my name is Diane Bruce. I'm calling you from Alabama. I'm just calling in regards to the subject today about what what advice you'd give to some young parents. I'm an empty nester now after raising nine children, and I have 17 grandchildren, one on the way any day. And my advice to you is I miss the commotion and the activity and the squabbling and everything that usually goes on raising a family that size. I miss all that. Just take time and just enjoy your children while you have them because the years go by so fast, and one by one they leave the nest, and it's very, very hard. And so I would just say enjoy them at this time right now. Take advantage of this time of being all crunched in together and on top of each other because one day you'll have an empty nest too, and it's just so different, my life now. But I wouldn't change raising these children for anything in the world. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, you're welcome, Diane. You should be in my chair teaching the lesson um, after raising nine kids, you understand. And I agree with you on the commotion. I will say this as a grandparent now. We love the commotion, but the beauty is when it's done, it goes back to silence again. (laughs) And uh, as my father-in-law used to say, you love them and then you hand them back. So you're absolutely right, though. Enjoy it while you can. The moments pass by so just so quickly. It's hard to believe. I, Don and I often reflect on, remember that year and that year, and it seems like, well, it seems like yesterday, but time passes so quickly. Today, Dear Younger Me, really talking parents, looking back in the years and passing along to other young parents. And I would just say, if you're a young parent, whatever, to me, a lot of parents are younger. Uh, if you've got kids at home today, love them provide for them, instruct them. Listen, don't wait for the world to do it because they will. Don't wait for TikTok to do it because it will try to do it. You be the leader in the home and in the relationship with those children. Get into God's Word. Teach them from God's Word, but also teach them by showing them how you live your life intentionally for Christ. It'll make a difference. I promise it'll come back uh, later in life. Thanks for joining us. Love your comments. Share with us. Find out more about the ministry at theintentionallife.com. 
That's theintentionallife.com. For Stephen, for Jennifer, and the rest of the team, thank you for being a part of Intentional Living today. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.